Welcome to the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasegee Fly Shopping Guide Service. Located at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City and 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. Tuckasegee Fly Shopping Guide Service is your number one stop prior and after your epic fly fishing adventure in Western North Carolina. Tuckasegee Fly Shopping Guide Service proudly carries industry leading brands such as Sims, Orvis, Corkers, Sage, Rio, Scientific Anglers, Hatch, Nautilus, Lampson, Fish Pond, Scott Fly Rods, Echo, Umqua, Hairline, Nature Spirit, Peak, Norvice, plus a large selection of flies and streamers. Check out www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information, book a guided trip, or even shop for your favorite Tuckasegee Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop and on YouTube at Tuck CG Fly Shop. Here in our Silva Studios today, we have Coach Del Diesel Collins, Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett, and I'm your host, Shannon Big Mess Messer. Let's jump in to today's episode. Nuts. Welcome to today's podcast. What? Dell has already jived in. <laughs> oh, that's a heck of a segue. That is not what this episode is about, by the way, but hopefully everybody now, we have your attention. Mic check. Mic check one, two. We'll leave it at that. Don't go any further, Dell. Uh, but uh, everybody, welcome back to the TuckCast this week with a splash of bourbon. Looks like the guys here have a splash of beer. Yeah, um, it's it's, uh, it's beer thirty today in the new pint glasses. Yes, I can't, so I can't uh, do it justice. Hold on. Hold let's on. see here. They're trying to uh, hold up these awesome, mm. awesome new Tuckasegee Fly Shop official Tuckasegee Fly Shop pint glasses uh, that we have here at the shop. So, if to you're be lo- clear on online orders for these, okay, we do not guarantee that they're not going to be broke by the time they get to you. Because <laughs> I don't know how the UPS man or Postal service lady might treat the box. We'll pack them well. Yeah. 10-4. So we do have those in the shop. Those came in today. Uh, another uh, official item there, which is really nice. Be nice, a great accessory to a cabin that you might have here or a nice little gift as well as our uh, our coffee mug, soup mug, whatever we call those things. Hold on, we want but to show that? Hold on, hold I, it up. You know, you know what this also does? Put it more out that way. There you this, go. This, this mug here also allows you to, to drink bourbon when you're on Zoom calls. Does that make sense? Like instead of drinking out of a low ball, where it's like you. obvious you're drinking bourbon, right? You can have a Zoom call with that and still sure. drink bourbon. Sure, absolutely. Just saying, yeah, I got never, you. Never done that before. Right, I understand that for sure. Well, he always thinks of those crazy things. Good deal. Well, excellent, <laughs> man. We had a great episode last week. The response was overwhelming. I uh, just want to remind you folks there, if you're listening to this on the audio format, understand that you can go to our YouTube channel. And you can watch the video portion of this. If you haven't already done so, be sure to check that out anyway. Subscribe to that if you'd like to. We really appreciate that. A lot of the other podcasts are on there, as well as a lot of other great information. But this week, we're going to jump back into our series that we had been discussing previously. 
We had hit some of the local delayed harvest waters. We had hit some of the stuff in the national park. And we're going to jump into a bit about hatchery supported here in our general area, not doing the entire state, of course, but we're just going to kind of hit some stuff there for sure. Now, public service announcement. One of the things that you have to understand is that hatchery supported will close the month of March and will reopen the first month and Saturday. With that being said is the fact that everything else is open. That includes delayed harvest waters, wild waters, undesignated waters, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, the Blue Ridge Parkway. Those waters remain open. So when it says hatchery-supported waters are closed the month of March, there are still thousands of miles of fishing opportunities for you out there. That's one of the number one calls we get at the shop, and that's okay. We don't want to see you get a ticket. But we just want you to understand that you can still fish the month of March as long as you're not in a space designated with a white sign with a green stripe through the middle. So you mean I can't fish the late harvest in March? You can fish delayed harvest in March as long as you are in the delayed harvest boundary. You can. As long as you are in the delayed harvest boundary. Okay. I'll say that one more time. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we're going to jump into today. Um, cool. Another thing while we're, while we're kind of laying the law down here. Uh, so the Upper Nantahala, they're doing maintenance on the uh, the gates, on the dam, on Lake Nantahala. And they are spilling water over. So, it's going to read on the gauge, you know, 900 CFS or so on Hewitt. But the upper Nantahala is going to be probably a really great place to kayak for the next two weeks. Um, Word on the street is they're ending that March 7th uh, is when they plan. And this is all coming from the Duke Energy website, special announcements side. So, you know, that's they stock it when? I don't know the exact date. I think it's I, I think right it's here. within I think the stocking date Are are you let me ask you a question. Are you talking about the stocking of the delayed harvest? Delayed harvest, yes. They are stocking most of the delayed harvest waters within that first week to ten right. days. So I'm saying it's like the fifth. I so all right, so they're still gonna be dumping thousand CFS water on top of um upper Nantahala. Okay. And they're gonna still stock. I don't think that's smart. I see. What you're saying. All them fish are just going to go right down the lower where we can't fish them in the month of March. I see. I see what you're saying then. Just saying. Gotcha. But yeah, y'all uh, be careful on the upper Nantahala. Might be a good time to swing streamers or something like that. But, um, you know, don't fish the lower Nantahala. That's hatchery supported. Right. But from the powerhouse up, delayed harvest. You can fish that all, Mar- all March. So, Correct. But it's going to be tough for the first week. So just want to let people know about that. Good point. Very, yeah, very absolutely. good point. Absolutely. I was doing some research. Then we got a, a lot of other stuff here. I may be getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, some public service announcements that we'll hit, as well as a fishing report and a guy tip. But I was pulling some information for this. I counted on the North Carolina Wildlife.org website under the fishing tab. There are 168 hatchery-supported boundaries for mountain trout. Mm. That's cool. That's a few. That's a few. That's a lot of places you can't fish in the month of March. 
I wonder how how much mileage that is, like of streams. It didn't say. Um, yeah. didn't search that either. But um, you know, I just did just that designation, all the counties, and then counted line for line. I think I had heard it's over a thousand miles of hatchery supported that they stock. So that's that's a lot. I think it's uh, how many miles of delayed harvest. 500 maybe. Oh, I don't even know. I have no clue. I have no clue. 21 delayed harvests. Eight. I, I'd say it's a few hundred for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah 163 places that. 68. 168. Was it 168? 168, yes. 168. Oh. Jackson County has 12 areas. Haywood County has five. Swain County, four. Graham County, 10. Wow. I didn't know that. 10 areas in Graham County. Macon has seven. So those are the ones I written down because that's kind of the area that folks that come in here are looking to fish. Yeah. But that's, uh, Graham is up there. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a lot of water. Well, yeah, Tallulah, and it's a lot of long water. You know, like Tallulah, I mean, it's several you know, 10, 12 miles there. Yeah. You think about Scott's Creek, too. I mean, it's hatchery supported, and it goes from the tuck all the way up the mountain 10 or 12 miles. Yes. Alarca over in yes. uh, Swain. Uh, it's another long Conley's. long creek. Yeah, Conley's. I will say, though, like some of these, you bring up a good point, Bobby. <laughs> um, I mean, Conley's winds through the golf course, too. It's like you could, I've looked at it, you could probably run a golf cart through it. So some of these some of these hatchery supported streams you could literally jump across. So I don't know. Like, are they really hatchery supported? Are I, they really doing it? I've I've caught some nice fish on Collins Creek. Well, there you go. There it is. You heard it, folks, right here. I've I've yeah. Caught some nice fish on Collins Creek. Yes. I've so, never fished Collins Creek. Yeah. Never never tried. Mm-hmm. You go above the golf course? I fish below. Below it? Yeah. Below it. I mean, there it's like 15 foot wide, right? 10? Ah, it's not 15? quite that wide now. Before it's the meth lab or after? <laughs> no, there's a campground. Oh! Nice campground, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Collins Creek's pretty. Oh, it's a nice place. I, I'm yeah. joking about the meth lab. Yeah. And Dale getting into that. Yeah, I mean, anytime I've driven, I've never felt like it was weird. Yeah. Golf course. I've never played that golf course. It's no, fun. No. You want to go play it? I'll go with you. Take, take Bryson. We just take Shannon too. I guess I drive the cart. You gonna slide down that part three? I drive it? the cart, baby. They they flip them carts regularly out of there. Did they? Yeah. There you go. Well, perfect. So let's just kind of look at this here right quick. And and one of the things you need to understand about the regulation is it goes from the first Saturday in April to the last day of February. Hands down. You know, just make sure you understand that. That you can fish it. Correct. It's open from the first Saturday in April. So if April 1 happens on a Tuesday, the season will not open until Saturday. So that's so going to green put, means go in April. First Saturday. First in Saturday in April. First Saturday in April. First Saturday in April. That will get people too because they what's, think April one. What's the first Saturday in April? Pull, pull that up so we can tell everybody. Hey, this is the day that it opens. Yeah, it, that will get some people sometimes, and they think April's here. I can go yeah. fish. 
First hey, Saturday when they get that in April. On, when they get that ticket on April 1st. Man. Ain't uh, uh, no April Fool's joke. That's what I was about to say. The, the, the wildlife officer can be like, April Fool's. It ain't open. Not absolutely. That's right. It's not open. Um, but it goes all the way through, you know, the last day in February. Ooh. April 2nd. Okay. So, all right, so this year, so this year yeah. it works out to where it's the second. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, sorry. I'm looking at a new calendar here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> sorry. Uh-oh. Misinformation. Hold April on. 3rd. April 3rd. Okay. Well, Saturday. yeah, okay. There we go. Because it, it messed me up because it said, uh, I said April 2nd, and then I noticed it said Good Friday. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's uh, not, not a Saturday. Saturday. That's right. So Yeah, so keep that in mind. The other thing is when hatchery supported is open, there is no minimum size if you want to harvest fish, and your daily limit is seven. So daily limit is seven, no size limit, and there's no bait or lure restriction either in those particular places. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. And technically, as of the first Saturday in June, all the delayed harvest streams turn to hatchery supported. Yeah, we're really going to confuse them, but yes, absolutely. I'm just saying that's part of no, the but it's, it's right. It, it's a um, it does go to that regulation. So those, those hook restrictions and stuff change for now, Saturday in June. If you're fishing somewhere, there's no designation. It's still a limit of seven. Yes, it's, no matter where you're at, in North Carolina. The max is seven. Correct. Trout. Yes. Don't go in there and just trying to fill your igloo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just don't. Just be respectful anyway. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's an important thing, and we we certainly get asked that. It's some of the signs can be a little bit confusing, and we understand. Well, that. and I, and I feel like you know North Carolina Wildlife they do a great job on most things, but I do feel like in this they not intentionally. But it 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 causes confusion. I agree. If they would just change the name to something else besides hatchery supported, it yeah. would help. Because I feel like hatchery supported implies any creek that gets support from the hatchery. Yes, that should be like delayed harvest gets support from the hatchery. That, exactly. that might clarify some of that confusion because people know, hey, they're stocking in uh, October and November and March, yeah. April, May. Um, it's supported. Yeah. Yes. So it yeah. could be closed, and there is a lot of confusion on that. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, I mean, really, it'd be just change that name and it would help a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you change the name to? Um, this one gets fish in the summer. <laughs> I would. So if it's delayed harvest, catch and keep. Catch and keep. Catch put, and keep. Put and take. <laughs> Shit. I'm just, no, I'm, I'm looking like at that. That yeah. eyes rolling in the back of your yeah. head when yeah. I say yeah. something. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that is. I would like to know, <laughs> listeners, if you're listening, Hey, drop us a comment on the YouTube down below. Let us know what you think it should be or, um, you know, that we'd like to hear. Certainly yeah. let us know. Open season. Yeah, I mean, it's like the I mean, movie. Fish can do anything other yeah. Than seven trout, mm-hmm. right? yeah, but I mean, you're right. If they did change the wording it of help. it, it would help. Very good point. Very, very good point. Well, if it's delayed harvest, that's not delayed. So it's harvest waters. Harvest waters. There you go. Yeah. Harvest waters. And then that would would help people understand delayed harvest waters. And then harvest waters are closed month of March until the first could be it. All right. Anybody on NC Wildlife, if you're listening, there it is. I was thinking we need to get some NC Wildlife people on here. Yeah. We should in the month of March. There's nothing going on for them, right? (laughs) That's right. It's closed. (laughs) It's closed. (laughs) They got sabbatical for the month of March. Getting ready for that turkey season. Well, so that's what's confusing is they don't stock in the month of March, right? So as I was pulling... The information today for all the counties, there was no stocking date scheduled for the month of March. 
Or hatchery supported. Or hatchery supported waters. However, there's stocking dates for delayed harvest waters. Let's be <laughs> clear about that. But as a child, my understanding of why the waters were closed a month to March was so the state could stock the waters. Yeah. This does not validate what I was told as a little mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. Maybe it was back then, but these regulations haven't changed in eons. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And that's exactly why they yeah. won't change is because that's the way they've done it. Yes. And there's no science to it. So I'm just being blunt now. Yeah. Well, that's where, you know, you look at the regulations that change on the wildlife side of things around here seem to be more geared toward hunting. Very little, if not any, toward the fishing part of it. Yeah. You know, that's the frustrating part from our end and I think from anglers' end. You know, where is the biology going But what do they make the most money off writing tickets? Is fishing. I'm sure because there's more people partaking in fishing than there is hunting. Mm Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say, I'm guessing. Yeah, I would say. That first now, Saturday in June. Maybe the fines make, are higher in hunting. That's what I was about to say. Maybe, maybe, you know, yeah, the fines are a little Maybe higher, look at so. the how many are written versus, take the dollar amount, but how many tickets are written for fishing versus oh, angling versus greater. hunting. Yeah. 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 Good point. Just saying. Well, at least oh, yeah. up here. Down east, maybe not. You know, I mean, people okay. fish down there, but the regulations down east aren't as. I can like, tell you on that coastal Recreational fishing license? Yeah. They're making some money. Yeah, yeah that's now, uh, the CRFL. The, coast, the tidewater stuff, yes. But I'm talking about like people fishing their farm ponds in eastern North yeah, Carolina. Right. Yeah, that's right. And we just think oh, about right. a couple of years ago when they did away with the trout stamp. Yeah. yeah you know, for non resident that, that was very confusing. Um, and uh, before, for a resident, you had to get a comprehensive fishing license, which gave you access to, to mountain trout yeah. waters. That's gone as well. It's, you just got to have the... Uh, Inland fishing license. But that that's one of those things they did that like cleared up the confusion. It, it did. And it's the same thing of like changing the name would clear up a lot of yeah, confusion. It did. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely helps. Yeah. To just it's that simple. Like change something. Sure. Make make it a little better for everybody. But yeah. they won't because that's how they've done it for forty years. There you go. Right. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if we could have someone from NC Wild and be this blunt with them like. Why why won't you consider doing it this way? I, I don't know. Just be very candid, you know? The hunters do. Yeah. And they have an association in a lot of cases where we don't have that voice. Yeah. We we need that voice. So, yeah. Hmm. We may be reaching somebody right now. Hopefully we are. Well, perfect. Perfect. Well, with that being said, we know that there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah. yeah. For fishing some waters here. So do we um, want to go through some of the names? I of the think creeks? we should go through some of the yeah. things there. Absolutely. So, well, let's let's start with this. What can we? So, what are some places we can fish in March? Here, here. Mm-hmm. All right, here in Jackson County, you can fish the delayed harvest right. section of the Tuckasegee, which is going to be the one where a lot of folks are coming to. Yeah, that is correct. That's the 107 bridge down to Dillsboro Falls. Did they change that to the falls? Yes, it's been to the falls. And they've actually got a marker. It's marked yeah, pretty yeah. good down there. Yeah. Above the falls. Because it used to say the dam, and then they blew the dam up. So they did like change it to the falls pretty quick. Ambiguous. I give them credit. They did change that. Yeah. That is yeah. correct. Well, in the Tuckasegee, that's where you're at. Yeah. Okay. So I also don't want to get redundant here, but we did this like a couple episodes. Oh, ago. when I had COVID? Yeah. And so, y'all didn't call me? Yeah. 
So I don't I don't <laughs> want to go through all this again. I yeah. think we should. Focus I just want to make it clear in March. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Delayed place. harvest are open. Delayed yeah. harvest are open. Absolutely. What about the national park? Come fish the uh, national, national park. National parks open. And those things cool. right cool. there. But I think you know if we look here, what our opportunities. Let's let's throw March out the window because we're we're kind of past that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So let's just start looking at the opportunities of uh, that. What we what we have here. Excuse me. I'll get it out in a minute. The opportunities we have here locally, uh, here in Silva, Jackson County, the closest one we could walk to would be Scott's Creek, of course, which is hatchery supported, runs right through town. Yeah. What's I like your, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. It's a great fishery. It's mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. It's uh, urban, I guess would be the right way to put it. So don't think like it's super – I mean, it's really pretty, but it's not super scenic like like you would get in the national park, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so that may be – you know, if that's what you're looking for, Scott's Creek ain't it. Right. Except for like up towards the gorge. The gorge is. Mm-hmm. The gorge is pretty. You better so, phone a friend though. Yeah, phone a friend. Yeah. It's, it's Good point. a gorge. Don't go alone. Good point. So that that's that's maybe you know something to kind of consider. Um, but as far as fish, man, it's got a ton of fish in it. A lot of wild fish. I think like, it's the most uh, overlooked creek in Jackson County. Um, there are things to like consider. It does have, especially down here through town. There's some metal and stuff like that that you got to be aware of in the water. And I mean, it's got 150 years of development on it. Yeah. There's going to be things. Um, so there's going to be some trash, you know, stuff like that, unfortunately. It's just one of those things that we all deal with, right? So, But overall, it's a good creek. I mean, it's what, 20 feet wide or so, I'd say? I think, yeah. Yeah, is that about right? A couple lanes. Yeah, a couple. couple. <laughs> Couple lanes of yeah, the I mean, that's yeah, I mean, it's one way to look at it. You know, a couple of uh, like automobile it. lanes is a good way to. That's how we're going to measure creeks. The gauge. And we're I call them harvest waters. I say, you see that street right there? It's about that water. wide. I I always like to say it was wide as this room. That's I right. can't see it, but yeah, yeah absolutely that's that. You know, then there's a lot of hatchery supported sections on the Tuckasee Jig Course above the DH and below the DH um, yep. that run quite a quite a long ways, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, uh, at the. Uh, up toward Dark Ridge, there's some hatchery supported mm-hmm. waters up through there mm-hmm. as well. That's and all this stuff is online. It is ncwildlife.org. Go to the fishing link. Go to where to fish. Select mountain trout waters, and you can select the type of water you're looking for. And if you're looking for a specific county, you can select that county only, and it will give you a listing just for those particular counties. Yeah, uh, and you can also get used to be able to get like Google Maps on there because they no longer do the printed maps. That's where that information is. So all this mm-hmm. stuff is online. We're we're not we just can't feasibly hit every name of every creature. Cite your source. I did. Online. Right there in NC NC Wildlife. 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 I'm saying, that's what you did. NC Wild, yeah. NC Wildlife. Yeah. What are some of your favorite places around here that are hatchery supported, whether it's in Jackson County, Swain, Haywood, like that? What what are some of your favorites, Dale? I like Savannah Creek, Greens Creek. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I had the poker face. Lower Moses Creek. Those are both hatchery supported. (laughs) It's not hatchery supported either. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, You know, it used to be hatchery supported. It's Caney Fork, right? That's what you were saying, and I was unaware of that. I think you were saying that last week. I think when I was in college, early 2000s, I'm pretty certain that was hatchery supported and they took it away because, I mean, it's so parceled up. But I I don't know, man. I I love Scott's Creek. Um, I I think that's probably the best one we've got. Okay. That's that's designated hatchery supported. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty diverse. Yeah. You know? It is. So. um, For just Jackson County? Yeah. Um, Now, the prettiest? Well, it's not prettiest. It's what you like. So, 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 what is the prettiest then? 
I think the prettiest hatchery supported in the state of North Carolina is Wilson Creek. Okay. Down there in the, the gorge. gorge. Yeah, it is. Where it's just, it's just plunge pool after plunge pool after really? plunge pool. But, but, but around here. Around here. The, the prettiest. Oh, man. I mean, Alarca. Mm. You know, Alarca is one of those creeks that's it's not on a lot of people's radar. No. Well, there's a lot of houses on it. A lot of houses, but Alarca is. It feels a lot of coolers, too. Man, it's a long, (laughs) Alarca is a long way up through there, man. It is. It's a long ways up through Um, there. How many of those fish have been taken out and put right on the grill? The lower Nantahala is pretty darn good. That's that's the one I was going to pick. Yeah. 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 I forgot about. I always think about the lower. You You, you don't think about the the lower. Water on, water off. Uh, Big Snowbird. It's both pretty and on water on, water off. Yeah. Big Snowbird. Um, You know, that general area. Yeah. I mean, it's. Absolutely. There's some real pretty water to be. Well, and, and, you know, the idea with hatchery supported is that it raises fish on its own. It's just getting a little hatchery support so people can take fish and not just completely deplete it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are already, you know, creeks that are going to stay cold most of the summer. Um, and most of them get stocked in July and even in August. There's some that get stocked in August. So... Um, those are obviously some, some late summer opportunities there. Just obviously, you know, take a thermometer, watch your water temp and be ethical. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. When lower, you, lower deep Creek's a good one. Yeah. You know? I forget about lower deep Creek. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. probably the most productive. I think it's probably one of the most fish too. Yeah. I would say, but you know, Scott's Creek, it offers good populations of wild rainbows for sure. And there's wild Browns in there. But when they stop, they I mean, they put a bunch of brooks in there. They're just they're fun to catch. Man, look that that trout on your glass done drank all that beer. That ah, oh, look at that. That's a you, thirsty uh, trout. Oh, right won't you just uh, I ain't out of whistling Dixie boys. That dude done sucked it down. <laughs> oh man, Dell Dell and throwing in his own sound effects over there. Was that that trout doing that? Man. Cite that source. The mountains were blue. I'm just saying. <laughs> the trout. Cite that source. <laughs> the trout yeah. was brown. Absolutely. When you were starting into fly fishing for trout, did you seek out hatchery-supported waters? No, I didn't really understand all that because I got a ticket one day. So. said, <laughs> <laughs> what's a wildlife rig? I don't know. What's the first Saturday in June mean? No. Um, I did. Okay. I know. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't understand the difference between delayed yeah. harvest and hatchery I didn't support. Have so delayed harvest was like, what is that? Let's go where they threw some fish in. And now, you know, everybody kind of maybe understands more what delayed harvest is versus hatchery. Gotcha. So. In sure. college, all I knew was South River Road, which was dirt at the time. Yes. South yes. River Road was yes. catch and release. And it was mm-hmm. from the 107 bridge to the bridge at Webster Baptist Church, 116. Yes. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Mile and a half, maybe two miles. And um, I just knew it was catch and release okay i didn't know you could keep it in the summer right but um i just knew we okay. got in there and catch some fish and that was, that was the only place i went okay because i was a college kid i wasn't paying extra for fishing in cherokee sure so i mean you probably fished a lot of the hatchery supported waters up in haywood county when you were younger right like certain creeks that maybe they weren't hatchery supported when you were younger, right um because i don't even know when hatchery supported was developed uh hatchery supported 50s? yeah because i'm in 50 so yes there were some well, you were that born i in the 30s so i'm looking pretty good to be born in the 30s baby <laughs> yeah, man. uh don't get no better 80s the new 50 the gray fabio baby 
So, so you fished hatchery supported waters. Going yeah, but I, but I didn't necessarily like seek that out either. We were just going there, so I didn't know any different. Yeah. Uh, of course, a lot of the fishing was wild water, so I didn't say, "Hey, let's go fish a hatchery supported water." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, one um, that's on the list, it's actually uh, not that we have here. Uh, that me and Dad would go fish was the Pacalayat River over towards Saluda. Yeah. That's a hatchery supported. And I knew that was hatchery supported. And it's still Beautiful in North Carolina? Area. Yes, it's in North Carolina. I wonder that. Yeah. Um, so I knew that one. We would take a day. He would take a day off work in mm-hmm. the middle of the week, which was very rare. He could do that. But we would go over there, you know, and fish all day. Beautiful area, yeah. of course. And it's still. I've never fished that area. It's still uh, listed. On there, and it has a stocking date. That's so yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Green River. I I, I need to go fish that. That's yeah. a hatchery supported, and yep. I, do they have DH? There's a DH, have a DH over there, there as well. And um, I've never seen the river, you know, in person. I've seen pictures, yeah. but the bridge is so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when you, you cross it in twenty six, it's just trees, I have baby. no clue. Yeah, Baker Baker was telling me that. He's got a place down there. He likes to go use a spay rod on the green. Okay. And does well with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd, I'd like to check that right. with him. Yeah, there you go. So when we, we think about, obviously, we, we know a lot of these uh, creeks exist. Um, Bobby, what are some of your favorite techniques maybe for fishing? Someone that's listening for the first time, how should they attack some of these hatchery-supported waters? Well, you're going to be fishing them in warmer months usually. I mean, not that people don't fish them during the winter, but most of the time it's April and through the summer because they are getting stocked so dry flies are probably a, a top priority now if you're going there to get dinner you might do something a little different rooster tail obviously yeah. but, but from a fly fishing perspective i'd say you know that time of year dry flies are going to work really well obviously nymphs are a 12 month out of the year game but um spring summer and early fall that's that's going to be the main thing you know your yellow sallies and your elk caddis and parachute atoms stuff like that's probably going to work really well so um you know, streamers could be the lower Nantahala would be one where um, streamers could be super effective at times, depending on you know what the weather or the water conditions are. Um, so that's one to look at. That's that's one of the ones where man, in an hour you could fish nymphs, dries, and streamers probably and catch fish, um, just because it it changes so rapidly. Um, so you know, pretty much a little bit of everything. But dry flies, I think, is what most fly fishermen would navigate to towards summer conditions, right. and that's that's when you're going to fish these mostly. Sure. So. Good hopper dropper times. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. terrestrials. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one for yeah. sure. So, um, yeah, I, I I encourage people to go fish. I think I think for some reason, and maybe it's just in my head, um, I feel like some people shy away in, in the fly fishing community shy away from hatchery supported because it's like oh you can use trebles and all that stuff, but it's like man, some of it's really good water. You know, don't don't and they don't put the numbers in that they do in delayed harvest. Let's be clear, like. Fish per mile that gets stocked, it's not even close. Uh, but I think there's still a lot of wild fish to be had, um, especially in places like a Deep Creek or or Lower Nantahala. A Larka's got a ton of wild fish, you know, stuff like that. Um, and some are going to be better access than others. The Lower Nantahala, super accessible. You know, a Larka, it's a little harder. So that's something to take in into perspective too. Is you know, you may not be able to get to everything um, just because some of these do run by property. You know, there's long stretches, but a lot of it's private land. So, um, I would say fish close to bridges because that's where they're putting the fish in. Good point. <laughs> that's like, a very, very valid point. Yeah, very good point. I mean, that's where the state's going to stock them at. They're not going to put a yeah. lot of effort in on those 
Um, especially being that a lot of these go through land where there's not a road in some instances, you know, the, the, uh, upper Nantahala or lower Nantahala, um, there, it's all along the road, but like deep creeks, there's one bridge and then the rest of it's all private land. So unless the landowner's letting the stock and truck drive down there and dump fish, um, which is possible at some of those campgrounds. Sure. Um, you know, they're probably dropping a lot of them off the bridge. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Mac. That. Very good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, for sure. The one thing that I'll I'll point out there too is it seems like the first couple of weeks of April, when it opens up those first couple of weekends, it can be real busy. Yeah. And then it yeah. starts to really tapers the pressure off. tapers off. And the weird thing I'd say too about like the stocking schedule, unless they've changed something, I haven't looked at it this year, they usually don't put the exact date. It's usually like just the month. The window, like a week. Or, or maybe a week, right? Yeah. It's like a week window. So you don't really know which I wish they would do that with delayed harvest so you didn't have people just following the truck. It'd be nice if it was just like, yeah, it's getting stocked the first week of the month. So you bring up a good point. Yeah. I can delayed harvest to be the par three. All right. Okay. Par threes can be hard. <laughs> I mean, some are. You get that 276-yard par three, that's a little after tough. After the 12th beer of Bush Light or something, yeah, you're right. So I, I think I think delayed harvest is the par three. Okay. Number four on Augusta ain't easy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Number twelve on Augusta. Maybe the beginner par three. <laughs> I'm talking about like you're talking about intermediate like the night par three. Carry. Yeah, yeah. If it, <laughs> Where if there's it's, lights on it. If it's got light poles on it, it might be a delayed <laughs> harvest. Okay. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> but but hatchery supported though. Like so, let's say you're you're a beginning fisher. You're figuring things out. You're fishing delayed harvest. You're catching a few fish. You're learning, right? And you're trying new techniques. You're right. catching fish. You're learning. It's great. It's got a great purpose. Um, we go out there. We have a lot of fun all spring um, into the early summer and then all fall and winter. It's great. But I had a phone call today, you guys. And, you know, I, I fished with a guy last time, and we tied on an egg pattern, and we just, you know, caught fish after fish after fish after fish. I don't, I don't really want that experience this time. I want to learn how to read the water and look like actually hunt for the fish like not not to keep but i want to hunt to like i want to identify the types of water they're sitting in and basically call you not i guess call your shot in a way you know <clears throat> so and, and it'd be a wild fish and it's okay if it's a stock fish too i mean it's, it's fine but it, it's it's a it's a step up in the progression of your abilities to fly fish yeah. so it, it's like going to the big boy course uh, and is is now that also means access is not going to be quite as good. So that does limit some people. Some people love delayed harvest because it's easy access physically to get in the water, and that serves a great purpose. Um, but I do think hatchery supported waters are, you know, a little more tricky. You got you got to be a little stealthier. You can't go in there in that that mango shirt. Y'all see this hat I'm wearing? When Columbia makes that shirt, you better not wear that trout fishing. You know. It's, it's bright. It ain't going to work. They or make, like a... They make an orange one like that? I've seen it. I yeah. thought it was like that salmon pink. Yeah. Well, they've, they've got a lot of those tropical type colors. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's Carolina blue, you can't do that. So... And if your guide's wearing that on a hatchery supported creek, as Junior says on the Gator, what's the Gator show? Best of luck to you. <laughs> That's how they say, best of luck to you. Well, now, if your yeah. guy wears that shirt and you catch a, a hundred fish that day, that guy knows something. <laughs> or the truck was just there. Yeah. Nah, I want you to listen. Lord help, Neil. 
all very valid points. I think that you know that's a good I mean, conversation. Don't get me wrong, I like par threes, just like Bobby so, said. They could be fun. Never, never been on one. Me either. Okay, <laughs> we gotta take Shannon to play golf, man. Yeah, y'all laugh pretty good. That's good. That's 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 real Jeez. good for sure, that's man. Great, y'all. That's, uh, he didn't go to Top Golf with us last year. He went to that concert. I went to the concert. Oh, that's right. I was at the concert, but <laughs> they do have. The, that's right. They do have the Top Golf in Greenville. Yeah. Now we're going down a side side. We should go. That was pre-COVID. Yeah, they so, stayed open. Well, they're in South Carolina. Top golf then. Yeah. Top golf is open. Yeah, kept getting me emails. Yeah, well, I guess if you wanted to golf, you could you could golf on Conley's and then just make some cast along the way. Dang, put your fly rod in the in the That's golf right, cart. Man. That's right. Hey, we're gonna lay this one off. Y'all go ahead yeah. of us. We're gonna is it, fish. Is there <laughs> is there any ponds on uh, up there at Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain? Not that I've seen. Say, man, you could actually. Yeah, you can imagine like, we're not that. Play this we're just gonna let the guys play through behind That's right. you. That's right. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, part of this too on this hatchery supported stuff does include some of the lakes. It does. And those I'm not really familiar with, but I guess like Glenville gets some. So I did read the the rules update that you can fish the lakes that are hatchery supported in the month of March. I mean, you'd have to because people are bass fishing too, right? Yeah. I'm not necessarily. I've always always been confused by it. Yeah. Yeah. That calls like Bear Lake and yeah. uh all those chains. Yeah. So yeah. so if I mm. want to float the tuck below Dillsboro and I'm just like I'm smallmouth fishing. Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Hey, no. as, Ju- as Junior says, <laughs> best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just say it. I mean, you know, uh, what's the difference? Why can't I smallmouth fish go, in March? Go to little Tennessee, boy. <laughs> Oh my heavens! That's funny. I bet you could do a pretty good Buford T justice, can't you? Oh yeah. Well, let's hear it. Let's give, give me another beer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that much time left. Oh man, absolutely. And for God's sake, son, <laughs> don't play with yourself. <laughs> That's always, when he pulled them hippies over. Oh <laughs> man, remember he's always going to say, "Remind me when I get home to slap your mom." <laughs> Oh man! Oh goodness! <laughs> Back man. when humor was it was it was it was funny, man. Oh, that was the only movie I watched with my nanny and papa, man. Yeah, I remember that. We went to the theater. We all of us went, man. We laughed. That was a I, I, great I got, movie. I laugh at too. So, I, sometimes I say some crazy stuff on here. Well, this guy came in last week. And he's like, man, I love listening to podcasts. It's family friendly and everything. I was like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Especially oh, if there's man. bourbon or beer on the table. Oh man, absolutely. Oh man, it, it's that was, that was funny. That's funny for sure. Oh. So I invite anybody that's got questions about hatchery supported to call us. Yes. Call the shop. Ask us about the water. You know, we'll give you the lowdown. We'll we'll go through like, hey, that one's a little harder to access. Anything like that. So, um, help you out if you are interested in you know, kind of touring around, checking them out. Come April, first Saturday in April. First Saturday in April. Yeah. You only technically got, what, five days left, four days left to fish them, something like that. So, yeah. Um, carry you through this weekend, at least. Yeah. It Y'all, does carry you through. You ready for the fishing report? Dale. Let's do it. You're Dale up. It hey, don't run that water. I actually had a guy come in, had to use the bathroom because you ran that water. While mm-hmm. he was in the car? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> There's that fish. It's a big one. What's eating on Dale? He is eating a caddis. Oh man! And a squirmy. <laughs> All right, let's cut that water. 
I got it. It's, it's about that time. It's good. It's You're good. <laughs> You're going it's, there. It's flowing a lot better than it was for you. Man. <laughs> That's another conversation. Hey. That's another conversation. <laughs> this fishing port is done going sideways. Hey, you know. So what's what happening? Well, I, I ain't been on the water. Well, You're you supposed did, to know. You did the fishing report with Marvin. <laughs> I did, didn't I? You did. He talk about the weather. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Preston. What did Preston say today? Oh, it was it was everything he tied on. There you go. I mean, yeah, it it, um, it was it was a great day for Preston on the water. You know, I do know from experience that you know the back half of February. Uh, man, I got to use the bathroom. You got to cut that. The back half of February, um, you can get a mixed bag of things. Yes. You know, you got your black caddis. Uh, but like today it was 65, tomorrow is 65. So you can get some of those, you know, actually like those March and April um, hatches like randomly pop just yes. based on water temps. Absolutely. So, you know, I saw where Saturday it's going to be raining and 64. Yeah. That water is going to warm up tremendously. It absolutely. Sure will. And then if we get a, a sunny day on the back end of that, um, man, it's going to pop some really cool hatches. Yeah. Uh, Quill Gordons could pop. Yes, it's um, I've even time. seen March Browns that typically are April, but I've seen March Browns kick out in February, just, again, based on water temps. So um, that's on the dry fly side of things. Now the nymphs, um, man, the Prince Nymph go-to right now. you know, And it doesn't have to be jigged or any of that. And I like a number 10. Um, I feel like the number tens in the wintertime, that's when I've got my biggest browns. So that's 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 what I do. So. Shane's got these sound effects going in there. Hey, I'll take here and drag any day over that water hey, right man. now. Just saying, man, I just downed a beer. You know, you know I've never uh, uh, I've never understood the water and having to go to the bathroom. Dude, it's I never don't bother me. I don't either, but for some reason, sitting down on this podcast, it makes me want to go. Really? <laughs> yes. I was not intentional, by the way. I know. I, I, just, I know. Totally, we talked about it yesterday about doing it to make sure. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad y'all have all these show meetings and production meetings there's, without me. There's no production meeting or, or show meetings there for sure. Yeah, I, I was over here talking about. Hey, are we going to talk about this? Is, is there a plan today? <laughs> <laughs> there's never a plan. There's well, plan. I mean, we do put some into it. We do have an idea what we're going to do. Yeah, the, be, the best episodes are. Well, some of them, and we right. know from uh, this weekend, yeah, we we're standing on the porch there at the um, the Best Western where we had our boot, Norvice boot camp, which we need to talk about. Um, there was all kinds of bugs Man. coming up on that porch, and it was 45 degrees for the high right. and 20 at night, and we still had crazy bug hat. Yeah, I caught that, uh, that gray stone mm-hmm. down there and showed some folks um, for sure, and there was some uh, blooming out olives mm-hmm. that came off. I seen some caddis. Caddis, big caddis. Yeah, absolutely. So... And that, like I said, that's just on the dry fly side of thing. The nymphs, you know, the Frenchie is obviously a good one. Um, the squirmies, you know, certainly a go-to. Um, and I like this time of year. I like that red squirmy. There you uh, go. Yep, over the pink. So there you have it. Sweet. And yeah. uh, be careful wading the tuck. You know, know your limits. It's it's in the Webster section. It's running. You know, or colorway gauge. It's it's running nine hundred. Pretty consistently. I had some guys so. today that were going to try it in Bryson City. It was three thousand or what, thirty one hundred. Yeah, thirty one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was like, just know your limits. And they were like, yeah. well, we're going to stay close to the bank. Just try to throw some streamers into the eddies and stuff. I, I bet like, they didn't get an arm link from the bank. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hard to say. Um. Yeah. God tip of the week. You want me to do this one? Sure. Take Let's it away, Bobby. God tip of the week is dry fly season's coming. Yes. 
It's not far away. Like Dale said, it's 65 today. Yeah. So uh, for some people, it's here. That's it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, biggest thing is have floatant. Mm, Get perfect. Good floatant. And yeah. we recommend high and dry. We carry just about every type they have from the spray to the liquid to the uh, powder, all that stuff. We got the powder with the brush even. Um, so definitely have good. I, I think we, we all think that you should probably have some type of gel or liquid and the desiccant, the powder. Um, it kind of just works and keeps everything floating high. Um, it's not bad to have that dry fly sink a little bit, but when they're wanting to eat it up high, you need to need to have as good of floating as possible. So definitely go ahead and check that. Make sure you got it in your supply. I don't and think it messes up CDC either. No. So that's right. The one thing about the high and dry product that Bobby was mentioning is uh, um, recommending is um, it works for all types of bugs, mm-hmm. uh, all types of dry flies there. Yeah. And it's also environmentally friendly. That's right. And it's not harmful to us. Yeah. You know, when your guide says, hey, try not to get this stuff on your fingers. <laughs> Probably should worry. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be using yeah, that. That's right. That's right. Because it's pretty much yeah. kerosene. Yeah. Oh, the one God. thing I remember uh, – you know, is, is, you know, coming back out, you know, for those warm fishing days and it's mostly dry fly and you've got that, you know, the other floating and then it's like junk. Yeah. It's junk. You know, that's a, I, you know, we just forget about it. You think about tippets and yeah. you think about flies, but you don't think about dressing your fly. Yeah, that's it. That's the reason you need to go check it now. So you have it. Absolutely. When, when you need it. Cause when go people, cause it. if you got, if you got that one brand, it's just all oil, three in one oil. It's just, it's done leaked out in your pack. It's leaked. I promise you. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. And even in the summer, Not you think about that stuff in the summer when it gets hot and it just, once again, it just, it liquefies. Yeah, a, a good quality gel it's, floatant shouldn't be totally liquid. A little yeah. bit is okay, but it should still have like that yeah. gel consistency. Absolutely. You still have that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the brush applicator bottle is a tall bottle. It's got the nice brush on it. Um there for your CDC feathers for coating mm-hmm. if you want to use that one. Um, I prefer the liquid with the bottle that I drop my fly into after it's attached to my tippet. Be very clear about that. <laughs> that one. But you the people sp- with a dozen flies in that bottle. Yeah, I want to be very be very yeah. clear on that. <laughs> the um, the spray bottle, I seems to be a lot of the float guides like that one. They'll um, spray yeah. it off the side of the boat. Um, mm-hmm. there to coat the flies and, and the desiccant powder um, and does a really great job so I like to use a couple in unison in some cases there so very yeah. good very very good tip and it is it's getting right for some dry fly right. activity it is. Here. we're, we're going to have good days where it's going to pop off and you're going to be like man I didn't bring my float especially mm-hmm. if, if you get a chance to float the tuck in Bryson City if the flows come down around 2000 if we can stop getting a little bit of rain but man, I, I've had some incredible days fishing drives down there on on that stretch, um, and even some up here in in Jackson County certainly. But yeah, it's it's good, it's good, good. It is it's good. It's really then good. I uh, I have one more public service amount announcement. Yes. It's about the national park, please. Um, so I've seen some stuff on social media about people updating other people about the masks in the national park, being that um, it was signed in under an executive order that federal property, you have to wear a mask. So, and y'all correct me if you've heard different, but from what I understand, it's when you're around other people. So if you're at a visitor center or bathroom facility, um, at an overlook, that's really crowded, things like that. Campgrounds, popular trails. Yes. Really, really popular trails where you're going to be right around people. You don't know 
that's when you need to be wearing a mask. If you're on a stream fishing by yourself, you don't have, they're not going to enforce the mask regulation. So, you know, that's what we've been told. Um, that's what we've heard. So, although today, oh, oh, here we go. We put, we put to use the practicality of the face covering as a fly patch. There you go. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. So. We did. It's it's on our it's on our Instagram story right now. Is it really? Yeah, it's up. Oh it's, my gosh. Say it says sale. Let's <laughs> let let me be let me be clear. Let me don't, be don't clear. hook your lip. Do not <laughs> Josh. I repeat, do not hook yourself. We are not liable for your decision. <laughs> are we now legally covered? I guess so. Well, so do anyways. that at your own risk. So if, if you're wearing your fly patch as your face covering, you're covered in the national park. I guess so. No but you don't intended. have to. Yeah. So so don't don't let that deter you of fishing in, in the national park. That's right. Um, the other thing that I've seen a lot of is people talking about all the roads closed in the national park and stuff like that. They do close 441 when it's inclement weather, when there's ice or snow, which we've had quite a bit of snow yeah. up top this yes. year. So when you see that, it's because they're clearing the road and getting it open back up so it's safe for you to travel. That doesn't mean it's closed for the season. Um, I've seen a lot of people put that up like, yeah, it's closed, you can't do it, and it's, that's not the case. But you need to monitor if it's closed because of weather. Same thing like what they do with the Blue Ridge Parkway every year. You know, Sometimes it's open in the winter because it's 70 degrees and we haven't had any snow in the last four weeks. And then this year it's been closed mainly – I'm sure they had some rock slides up there this year from, mm-hmm. the, from the freeze. Oh, I'm sure there has to be some, man. Stuff. Absolutely. So, you know, that's part of the reason the Blue Ridge Parkway might be uh, – it might take a while for it to open because they got to clear all that stuff. So um, just know that the, you can fish in the park without a mask as long as you're not fishing with 12 other people right there shoulder to shoulder. And um, you can go hiking and stuff, and you don't have to worry about it. Like, they're not that stringent. It's more of the visitor centers, the bathroom locations, the, the group campground facilities, stuff like that. Where it's hard to social distance. That's right. That's right. So um, don't let that deter you to get out there and enjoy the park and, and places around. So Yeah. Um, on the road closures, yeah. uh, where can folks go to find that information? Where I've always gone is on the Twitter page for, Twitter the, for is, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. They are on it yes. on Twitter. You can access that via the Great Smoky Mountain National Park website under closures, and yeah. they direct you right, and it give, you can read it. So yeah. if you're yeah. not subscribed or a Twitterer, I think you it's GSMNP still, road closures. You can look at it there yeah, and, and yeah. see that. So they for for that. the parkway, the Blue Ridge Parkway. I always just look at the map and it shows it's black, and I'm like, yeah, it's closed. There you go. <laughs> so those got the re- black line on it. So there you go, folks. Those resources are out there available. On the mass thing is common sense. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. were doing this anyway, Beavis, yeah. and uh, so that that had been going on there for some time anyway. Yeah. I just just it's just common sense. Just faith it, people. Just get out and fish. Enjoy it. it. It belongs to us. Let's take care of it and let's That's get out it. enjoy it. Yep. Be polite. It's it's the best social distancing there. Be polite. Be polite. So you wanted to hit on the uh, Norvice boot camp? Man, I cannot believe how successful that was in terms of, you know, people were able to make it just, you know, where they were coming from. There's some pretty crappy weather for most of them. They got here. Everybody got here safe. That was number one. Um, number two, man, the uh, I think everybody was beginners. I think there was one participant who had been time for a few months, um, but they were all, you know, brand new to Norvice and the concept. And I really wished I had been a participant. I was, I was super jealous. And, and I purchased one this weekend and took it home and set it up. And I was like, man, what they say how to do that? I wish I could have been there the whole time. 
um, to, to hear how to set up some of these things. I'm texting Shannon. He's like, why are you texting me? I'm off. But uh, I did not. You didn't. No, I know. <laughs> I, I felt bad. I was like, man, how do you remember what's on the spool? Look at that look he's giving you. <laughs> About eight hours later, I got a response. He said, I just remember. I was like, yeah, I would already figured that out. Yeah. Watching the Roval. <laughs> So that's it. But I was I was amazed. I you know I think um, uh, Casey had done a Facebook live um, for Braden or maybe Norvice. I don't know. But she asked, you know, what's your favorite part? And I was just like, uh, the food. You know, because I was on the spot. So it's, my, it's my answer to everything. Like, what's your favorite thing? Uh, food. The wine. The wine was good. <laughs> yes. Um, but that was only one night. So uh, my favorite part was just seeing the flies that these folks were able to tie with y'all's instruction, they looked amazing. And, you know, it, it's like, you know, learning a first language, you know, and, and that's that's why I just, I wanted to see these people immerse in it. And it was amazing to see. And, um, you know, if you've tied with a traditional setup and then switched to Norvice, there's, there's a learning curve. But if you come into this thing as a beginner, trying to tackle Norvice as a beginner is so much easier. And I saw it happen. Um, Dawn texted me today. She caught a fish on the caddis pattern that you taught her, and 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 that and it looked like a great pattern too. I mean, it was fishable. Yeah, she did a good job. And it tricked a wild fish. So Shannon, Shannon taught it, but I stood there and helped her. Mm. Like, yeah, y'all did. I, I want to take any credit. Well, for that's the fish that's where it was, though. It was a team effort. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was all a hands lot. On it, it was. Uh, it, it was. It it was a good time. Um, uh, you know, definitely at Del- Shannon passed the stone. It was a successful week. Not there, but I did. Listen, listen. So, uh, so Thursday about twelve thirty, I'm sitting here just finished eating a small salad, and I done thought one of y'all come up from behind and stuck your arm into my back and grabbed something and just twisted it. We're that kind go. of employers. Oh no, I mean you know. <laughs> I mean, someone I know that mean. just went on. It never, it never stopped, folks. The pain never went away. I had kidney stones nearly twenty years ago. This was different. I eventually had to make it to the ER, and then they do the CT scans. Oh, by the way, you got a three millimeter stone, right? So they get this. I did pass it, but when I walk in here Friday, somebody had been over at the fly tying beads and figuring out how big a three millimeter stone was going to be. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I mean, at first you hear three millimeter, like, yeah, yeah, it's only three millimeter. Yeah, but then when you say a bead, you're like, Ooh. oh, with spikes, it gets better. <laughs> there's the bonus to this. The bonus. There's two more. Well, wait, there's more. There's two more. There's seven millimeter a piece. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's more to this you story. Gonna fly with them. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd actually be cool. Make that a bead. Oh my gosh. Tie that on. Man. <laughs> yeah. Put them in a shadow box. <laughs> oh my heavens. You know? Wow. So yeah, so I wasn't for sure how I would be. When I went to the ER, I was planning when I didn't think it was a stone. Something's going yeah, on yeah. here. Oh, me and Bobby are like, oh man, we're gonna have to pick up the slack. We're right? we're like totally done. <laughs> oh, I was totally right? ready, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to teach you. Absolutely. On this. So we, when I went there it, to show them the room and how we we're gonna set it up, man, I was hurting. Yeah. I, I was I was hurting. I was not me. But uh, but Friday was better. I was still hurting, but I was better Friday. But by golly, Saturday morning, we just thought know, you were on drugs. We uh, we uh, 
there was a vast improvement Saturday morning. Let's yeah. just say that. But uh, yeah, we got through it. Uh, you, it was, you persevered, man. It was it was amazing to see. Yeah, um, there was there was a lot of persevering that weekend with some. Man, it was some great. The there, food, the food was good. Yeah, personalities were great. Yep, and um, you know, kudos yep. to Bogarts and Haywood Smokehouse, River and Rail, Bojangles, Bojangles pulled yeah. through too. Yeah, yeah. twice. Did. Yep, absolutely. Uh, also with Norvice, I mentioned this. Thank you, folks. If any of you folks voted for me in the uh, oh, first yeah, round, first round of the uh, Fly Time March Madness competition this year, I appreciate that. Uh, definitely out of my element doing the bait fish pattern. And I looked at Tanya and I said, "Look, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging." And I tied a micro. It's like somebody's storming this out. Oh, I mean, I was going down. I'm like, dude, here you got to go. I think you go in all the Did way, you or you don't, right? All right, so I knew what it took last year to win this thing, and I'm like, I'm I'm going all in. So I took and I tied a micro bait fish game changer. I wish you had it so you could hold um, it up. out of some uh, Indian henback feathers um, there with a little bit of uh, uh, you know rabbit fur up around the dumbbell eyes that uh, that I think will fish really well here. And that yeah. was my goal was to tie something that I thought would fish here for us. Wasn't a white one. It wasn't eight inches. Yeah, I man, this thing is less than two inches long. But there's, um, you know, three shanks and then the hook. So it's very small and delicate work. You got all sexy with that photo too, <laughs> didn't he? Though, let me tell you something. Man, I mean, he did. Uh, thanks for your help trying, there, Mike. Trying to keep it family. Here. But but it was. But a lot of this too, though, is it boils down to the photo. Yeah. This competition. Yeah. How do you present that fly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you present that pattern? So I appreciate that. I'll move on to the round of 32. Where can they find this at? This will be on the Norvice Facebook page. So go to the Norvice Facebook page. The uh, right side brackets first rounds will be this Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, they will do the random draw to know what the next fly pattern will, what the next pattern will be. So it could be anything from a saltwater pattern. It could be a dry fly. Mm -hmm. It could be a musky fly. It, yeah. it could be anything. Kidney so. stone fly, baby. Could be. Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I could be what takes us all the way. <laughs> hey, if you incorporated that into one of these flies, Dude. that would be awesome. Yeah. I'd pay money to see that. I would too. You need to you need to somehow <laughs> like and make it known. You think you could get it through the hook? <laughs> no, you may have to like epoxy it to it somewhere. Imagine oh, like it's the head, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Hey, you know? when, when you know you're up against the guy that's like, Yeah, I'm probably not gonna beat this guy. <laughs> Do it. Like use the kidney stone. We'll call it the just the kidney. This is the kidney stone fly. It's a kidney stone fly. Come on, man. Do it. Do it. No pain, no gain. Do it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I wouldn't know where to start, but anyway. Well, be on the lookout for the next Norvice yeah. boot camp. We're gonna try to scaffold them. Uh have, you know, like a two oh one course for folks that have been tying for a while and and maybe already have a Norvice. And if you don't and you want to make that switch, then but you know, processes that's a good one to jump in and then we'll also do some more beginner stuff good so. point. yeah yeah we definitely learned this a lot probably as much as they did for- oh man every time it's going to get better absolutely good deal excellent excellent show guys appreciate everybody listening and uh, tuning in uh just remember if you are driving down the road getting some windshield time and you want to kind of watch some of this see some of the graphics things like that see the shop man these new camera angles are showcasing a mm-hmm. lot of things here in the shop be sure to go over to our youtube channel at CG Fly Shop. Uh, have any questions or comments, certainly be, feel free to leave those. I want to thank everybody for doing that. We got a lot yeah. of positive feedback. Appreciate the guys from Good Buddy Fly Fishing yep. last week yep. being on yep. here. A lot of great feedback from that. 
Um, yeah, I answered more questions today about some fishing up in the park and stuff, I believe, yeah. there. So people are reaching out to that's us. Right. We, that means that we are reaching you. Yeah, that's it. That's why we do this. We like to have fun, but thank you for sure. And uh, Any other questions, email Shannon's Kidney Stone at tuckflyshop.com. Hey, if you've had kidney stones and you have any advice, <laughs> hey, drop we, me a line. If we made that email, how many people do you think would email? <laughs> like if we put that up. Lisa would. <laughs> Lisa would uh, It'd be pretty fun. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa was funny, but she was genuine. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, we we had a good time with it. You just let your imagination roam. Let's just leave it at that. There we go. Perfect. So uh, next week we'll hop into another exciting topic right there, and uh, hope everybody has a great, great week. That wraps up another exciting and informative episode of the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasichi Fly Shop and Guide Service located at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina and 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. Be sure to visit www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information, book a guided trip, or even shop for your favorite Tuckasichi Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. If you have a question or comment, feel free to send those to info at tuckflyshop.com or give us a call 1-828-488-3333. For Coach Dale Diesel Collins, Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett, I'm Shannon, Big Miss Messer. We'll catch you next week. Be sure to catch a few fish out there, won't you? Y'all take care.